0: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of FanBites Premiere RPG Podcast. 99 Potions. It is August 3rd, 2022, as we're recording this, and Natalie isn't here for that, like, big, long pause joke to work, because she's the <laughs> one who always freaks out when I do that. Um, but I am joined still by uh, Imran con hello news editor of fanbuy.com
3: i don't freak out but i'm like did something break Did something break? I, I trust you enough to be like if near i'm some purpose there's a reason
0: right exactly um i am also joined by uh one it says here mike williams hello hello folks
1: how's everybody doing today
0: uh, I'm handling things okay, I just had a siren go off of, outside of my house for a little while, because it is the first Wednesday of the month, which is when they test the, like, tornado sirens.
3: All oh, day. the
1: NewsQuest siren. I was about to mm-hmm. say, is that like an air raid siren, a cop siren, what are we talking here, but yeah. you have a tornado warning? See, you shouldn't live there if there needs to be a tornado warning <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, definitely nothing bad happens anywhere else in the country, and there's somebody who knows all about that
2: is Merritt K.,
3: I don't what know do you
2: your mean, title. New anymore? York? <laughs> New York? <laughs> my title. Uh my, yeah, I'm I'm resident New Yorker. Um
3: uh, <clears throat> yeah. title is just New York.
2: Yeah, just just New York. Um, hey Mike, have you ever considered a career in like easy listening radio? Because I feel uh, like you'd be you have a really good like radio like and next up, we've got
1: I, I, I can't
2: I, think of the name of a single recording <laughs> artist right now, but you know, there's a lot of arcade them.
1: fire. <laughs> um, I, I, maybe either that or, uh, uh, perhaps like I'll do like sleep YouTuber. Like, so like, you oh, just put yeah, it on. That's good too. Just like read a book for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, they Williams. should
3: have you host the wholesome directs. I feel like. Oh yeah. Ooh.
0: They don't usually have like a narrator on those, do they?
3: No. It's just game. Because there's like, Five thousand games, and it's. I was about to say it. it
1: would it would it would lead to people like just falling asleep, like yeah, they'd just yeah. be like halfway so, through, like oh wow.
2: It's funny you mentioned like the the voice on Nintendo Directs because there was a period in my life where I did fall asleep to Nintendo Direct videos because I think they still have this guy. I haven't listened or watched uh, one in a while, but they used to have like the guy who would do the English translation uh for the devs for like nintendo devs and staff Mm -hmm. would always just be like in this game we thought mario kart 8 would be a perfect title because Mm -hmm. we have a course that looks like a figure eight (laughs) and it was just always like so calming and like his delivery was so just like chill and i would so i just put those on to fall asleep you
0: could do that with the the one where it was the last Nintendo Direct that they did before Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out. And it was just that guy reading patch notes for like an hour and a <laughs> half. And it was very funny because like people were like, OK, it's a Nintendo Direct. What are they going to do? And they went through every single character and all the changes that were made. And like, and that's it. Bye, everybody.
3: <laughs> it was, they have that oh, guy now so who good. like his whole thing is just like, Saying a thing very incredulously before we interested in the game, mm-hmm. it's like it's all Kirby's friends and enemies. And what? then like, they introduce a new Kirby D-ding. game. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like okay, I get the gimmick. You don't need to do this every single time.
0: No. I do like it when um they introduce, like, a character that, like, clearly nobody in, like, the Nintendo audience is going to know. And then they're like, it's this character that you all know and love. And it's, like, the, the classic example is Terry Bogart getting announced for <laughs> Super Smash Brothers and a bunch of, like, Nintendo fans being like, who the fuck is that? That's not fucking Minecraft Steve. I don't know. Who, nobody knows who Terry Bogart is. Like, That's not just, my blurbo. Uh, that's not your blurbo. Exactly. And just, you know, no respect for uh, the broader history of video games. Yeah. But I mean, they have. could fix
1: that if they put Terry Bogard in Fortnite. Ugh. They should put Terry yeah. Bogard in
0: Fortnite. They should put Terry Bogard in Fortnite. We're like sh-
1: six months away
2: from that happening.
0: Totally. Terry Bogard is in Fall Guys. I don't know if you... That, that literally yes. just got announced Him, yeah. today.
3: Him and Misha and I are in that game. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I miss the shovel-nitization of characters
0: the, that like oh, you yeah. just
3: put you would put one character into just every game and then people would just eventually get sick of them.
0: Yeah. Sans Undertale, uh yeah. Shovel obviously Shovel Knight is the is the really a good example.
3: But like why why can't we just put Terry Bogard into like Mario Part? Okay, this is an unweighted unweighted thing, but I'm on Adderall and I my, my mind's bracing around. Uh hey. I was driving the other day and <laughs> I saw you you know those like those signs people hang on like are not signs, they're flags, those triangular flags that say like God bless America or bless this house or whatever. This one said, God bless America, as the caption, but the art behind it was key art from Super Mario Party. (laughs) Like, I recognized it immediately. Like, I know that that's the box art from Mario Party. And the the word said in the Mario font, God bless America. And I'm like, does this person know? Like, they buy this intentionally being like, this is so fucking stupid. I love it. Or they like, hell yeah, Mario would say God bless America. I I
1: feel like like Mario party and super Mario party do represent America as it is Mm -hmm. in that. No, because there's an equal chance of winning. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can find yourself maybe doing everything right and getting to the end. And then Mm -hmm. somebody does a star switch and now you're at the bottom.
0: Yeah.
3: So
1: like in accurate, like in America mode for Mario party would be somebody starts out with seven
3: stars and then just still wins. Like, they're, they're more, wow, more don't likely get, going hey, to win. Hey, don't get political. Don't get political here. <laughs> don't Universal get political Basic on stars. this podcast. Yeah, our speed run will be dismissed because we mentioned the Supreme Court. Oh, my God.
2: All right,
0: we need to move on to literally <laughs> anything else, uh, which <laughs> is news, because this is the news quest, because we skipped it last week. We, uh, as everybody who listens to 99 Potions, everybody knows that we always hit the news quest out at the last Wednesday of every uh, month. We've never missed a beat, but this is the first time we've had to swap things up. Uh, so we did, and uh, we're doing it on the first Wednesday of this new month instead, because we recorded Stray last week. Was that that? Was that No, stray? last thing was you Fire, Fire, the Fire that Emblem. That was Fire Emblem. Because
2: I listened to that one. Oh, hell yeah. good.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Last, I mean, I listened right. to every episode, obviously, but. Um. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I mean, no wonder I can't remember last week, because last week's episode was a fever dream. That episode was very good, though.
3: Look, it's a legitimate question whether somebody who's never tasted wine could tell if something was wine or Gatorade.
2: It's a legitimate question. And
0: it's like, yeah, that's like one of
3: the great philosophical
2: questions. Like, do we when I say something is blue, do we see the same color? Mm
0: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. Shadow shadows on a wall, that sort of thing. Mm hmm. Uh, Imran, do you want to hit us
0: with,
3: uh, just a little tasty bite of the news? Yeah, so today there was like a Pokemon presentations, whatever. The, the thing they do every so often where they're like, we haven't marketed the game that's going to sell 15 million copies in two months in a while. Let's just do a, a stream for it. Why not? I did not, yeah, I didn't watch the stream because it's, they show it at absurd times of the, the day for Pacific Time Zone. It is 6 a.m. I am not waking at 6 a.m. Yeah.
1: to see LeChonk. I feel like Rep was up though.
3: Yeah, no, she wakes up at 5 30 anyway.
1: Wait, why?
3: What? That's so inspiring. I wish I could do that. Like, in th- it is. So she wakes up at 5 30. She will like hang out with a catch for a bit, like do watch some stuff, then go exercise all before I wake up. Wow. What time does she go to bed? Oh, 10.
1: Wow. Like around
3: 10. So, I will I will also go to bed at 10, and then I will <laughs> also sleep still more. sleep till about
1: 7.
0: <laughs> Good. I mean, you should. Uh, yeah. People need more sleep. We yeah, here don't get She that. was
3: awake, and she was watching this Pokemon Presents Wild. thing. Uh, we have a full recap on fanbite.com from Kenneth Shepard, because mm-hmm. Kenneth was awake, and Kenneth was watching this. Uh, but, yeah, they, they confirmed some things that we will not go over, necessarily, in this thing. We're not going to go over this whole Pokemon Presents. You can put but they stupid cats on your Pokemon now. You you can put hats on your Pokemon. Yes, you can also make them glitter with crystals. But he's got a new hat. He's got a that that Malibu Stacy is entirely worth paying sixty dollars for mm-hmm. it again. Yeah. Uh, but they they announced the the Terra Crystals thing that changes the type of the Pokemon to
1: mm-hmm.
3: basically there's a thing called same attack type same attack or same stab. type attack bonus stab yes that you can now manipulate as the the system for this game. That was kind of that was leaked a couple of weeks to a month ago where somebody just started taking weird blurry pictures to filter out information of like the gym leaders, the evolutions and all that jazz. And they mentioned this Terra crystals thing. They also mentioned at the time that in terms of structure, you can in this game go anywhere you want, do anything in any order you want, but none of it will scale. And everyone thought Hey, that's not likely because that's stupid. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Why would you do that? But, like, there would be no way we'd ever see confirmation of that until the game comes out. Right. But the leaker, again, specifically mentioned Terra Crystals. So, more than likely, that leaker is correct. Oh,
1: that's, that's the best The best. Actually, leak you know stuff. what?
2: I think that's a good idea because then it's... What we've got, essentially, is Elden Ring.
1: I was, I was going to say that, yeah. We mm-hmm. have a Pokemon Elden
2: Ring now. Um... Because you can just go straight to just like skip ahead to like a hard gym and beat it and then just go back and like stomp those normal type loser gyms in the first like hour of the game.
3: See, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I feel like the structure won't work is that I will like go to a gym that I'm like, oh I could beat the- I'm good enough at Pokemon that I think I could beat this gym because I have a type advantage and blah 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 blah. I've got
2: Yeah. Like, and also the AI in these games, if you actually know how to play them, is terrible.
1: But yes. Uh, it, but unlike Elden Ring, it's it's still an RPG, so you still got to worry yeah. about stats. Like you can't, like in an Elden Ring or FromSoft, you can skill your way out of a that's true. Stat right. Advantage. But also,
3: I've seen speed runs of people who take a starter yeah. Pokemon and like beef them up with uh, rare candies and whatever, whatever X attacks that that like mm-hmm, makes a mm-hmm. thing work, and then beat a strong, like, I've seen them beat Elite 4 with like, one or two. Oh yeah, Pokemon
2: no, people on. do some wild stuff with these
3: games. Yeah. So, like, this feels like a really cool thing for them, but for everyone else, it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't I just go in the order that's appropriate for my level? Otherwise, I'm going to be going back to a level one gym with seven badges, and being like, okay, let me stomp your eight pidgeys.
0: Yeah, don't, don't these games, like, get kind of maligned for being kind of too easy in the single-player stuff anyway? Like, you just kind of over-level halfway through and everything
2: dies in one hit so i think you don't it's like the thing is so much of the pokemon like game is just is um what's that term for like knowing what your opponent's gonna do uh Uh, yomi yeah it's yeah that's basically pokemon Mm. and without that or like playing against an ai where like you don't really know how it's doing that it's like and it can't like really predict you without actually just cheating, um, is really easy for the most part.
3: Yeah, but like, I I think that Pokemon like in the year twenty twenty two is still afraid of things that happened in the year two thousand. Of did you, did you guys play Pokemon Gold Silver? Yeah, when they came I out, didn't, yep. actually. Really, Mary? Like, did you? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I fell off. I I played Blue, and then I didn't play a Pokemon game until like leaf green. (laughs) Oh yeah. Which was just the remake of blue. So.
1: Yeah. So like, I own a number of them just because uh, a part, uh, my partner plays Pokemon Mm. and, and I, I am the, the opposite, the opposite copy bitch. So, so whatever version she buys, I have to buy the opposite copy. And then I I play some of them. I don't play many of them to completion, but yeah, I I own most of them. So like my main point
3: with that was when that game came out, the second or third gym was like a normal type gym. It had a mill tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it had Whitney and the mill tank. Who is one of the toughest gym leaders in the entire series? Oh, yeah. And I think so many, so many little kids bashed their heads against that gym leader that they were like, we should not make this difficult anymore. <laughs> we should make this so anybody can get through it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think like they were looking at this structure and being like, well, okay, we can let them do whatever. How do we make it so it's still like reason? How do we make it so they still go on a path that makes it appropriately level or Difficulty-wise, for them, and once you get to that like level of compromise, you're kind of there's kind of really no point to that structure anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon, uh, like many things in in fandom and gaming and everywhere, Pokemon is for kids, and some people forget that. Right. <laughs> well, is it? Yes. Yes. But, it is
3: an intention, not so much an audience. But they I think. built ended up building
2: like a really robust like battle system that then became, (laughs) yeah, like it's again, Pokemon just has these weird two audiences of like the hardcore competitive people. And then children who are like probably like 80% of the audience. Yeah. Uh, so it's always in that weird position, but those people, again, this is why I always say like, I'm always saying this. Anyone who asks me is just like, Oh, Merritt's always saying this. Yeah, of course. Just, I, I did it right before this. Just stop making these Just make things like uh, Arceus on the one hand and then just make a subscription online battle service on the other hand and allow people to transfer their Pokemon into that if they want to, but also let them just use like rentals or whatever. Uh, And then you've just make both groups happy and you don't have this weird thing of trying to balance the difficulty for people who want to like mess around and stuff, but also like yeah, like six year old kids. Uh, Because I don't know that any other franchise is really like in this position
0: at this Mm. point. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. In terms of like games that have like such wildly varied audiences, and I mean the way that you get there is that this Pokemon has just been around and popular since right, it came yeah. out, and so all the people who played it originally aged up into being those hardcore competitive people to a certain right. degree, and yeah. none of them they didn't want to give up their like leveling up their characters and all that stuff, so they were like, "Well, I don't, I'm not going to go play Magic the Gathering or whatever like a like a nerd. I'm going to play Pokemon." Like a cool person. Like a cool person. <laughs> there is kind of a... I mean, Temtem is out there. I know people like Temtem. Um, Temtem Coromon. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, there's a whole bunch of them.
3: Uh, like, Temtem came out and everyone was like, this is the game. This is the one that take Pokemon books. down. I don't, think
0: it's, <laughs> I don't think it has come out. I think it's, like, still it's in early out. access, technically. I mean, I guess it's in sure, early yeah. access, but you can buy it.
2: But yeah. Right, yeah. There have been... I feel like I get an email every week from someone who's like, this game is going to be the, it's going to challenge Pokemon. And it's like, it's not, why are you even trying to pretend that <laughs> like it's clearly not going to, if none of these things have yet, um, it's just not going to happen. Like, like so you, so.
3: Temtem, uh, 1.0 launched in June. Oh, okay. like. in June oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wait, Which really? Cause says it says a lot about, it says a lot about how popular Temtem is. I'm right. looking
0: at the steam page right now and it's says early access game. Still. Uh. Tem-
3: their, their Twitter name is 1.0 launching on six, nine. Uh. Huh? Unless maybe that means... Like, uh, uh, Europe, 9, 6? Like,
2: yeah, yeah, maybe it's maybe, September. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because okay. I, I
3: think it is
0: this later this year.
2: Because the rest of the world uses the, the normal way of, of day, yeah. month, year.
3: Well, that's not fair for them to confuse me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really
2: inconsiderate of Americans. Like, even, you know? even
1: if your game is better, like, if you made a better game than whatever the current Pokemon is, it's not going to matter because Pokemon is just so popular, like, like, companies rely on brands for a reason. Uh, right. Like, Digimon Cyber Sleuth is a fantastic RPG, if you have not played it. But, Digimon is never going to, like, eclipse Pokemon. It's always going to be, like, the 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 LaCroix of Pokemon. I'm sorry, Digimon <laughs> fans.
3: <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I think even Bandai Namco knows that, because there was yeah. just zero hype over that last game.
1: Digimon yeah. Survive? We- yeah.
2: No, which had, no review copies. Please don't post spoilers. Please please don't tweet about the thing that happens. We're so worried that people are gonna hate it. Well, it's a VN, is the other thing too. Is yeah. just like I think they were afraid of I actually remember this happening around
0: 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, too, because that's basically a VN with some like light moving around and then some there's a whole almost siloed off second part of that game where it's like um RTS combat and the RTS combat is actually pretty cool. But I remember when that game was coming out, I like didn't know what it was and I like asked PR, so like, what kind of game is this? You've not said like a genre to me at any point. And I see these like weird wireframe Star Wars the arcade game looking battles and these anime characters walking around and I don't know what this game is. And then they just did not reply to me. I just never got mm-hmm. a response to that. And it turns out, oh, it's VN because like I do think there is a uh, fear on the part of like certain publishers, smaller publishers or, or more mid-tier publishers of like, we're going to localize this uh, visual novel. We're going to sell it for $60 uh, because the pe- because we need to sell that it for $60 because it's only going to sell X number of copies to people who are way into this sort of thing. But we want to get as many people po- as possible through the door. So we're not going to use the words visual novel because we're afraid of that instead of leaning into it.
3: But also it's a very low budget. Like I've seen th- pictures on Twitter of like, translator notes making it into the game. Oh, wow. Of I had like, heard that. There, there's like a civic screenshot of like the character saying, this, this character's name and picture do not show up on this text box.
2: <laughs> Translator's note, kawaii means
3: cute <laughs> <laughs> make sure means they know uh kikaku means plan yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> whole yep. scene yep makes no sense <laughs> oh god but yeah it, it is pokemon is a, a behemoth that is never going to get usurped but also like it kind of sucks because i wish i wish it would t- somebody would give them a little bit of a run for their money mm-hmm. like i'm never gonna be like oh yeah Temtem's gonna be i'm gonna switch to temtem i i I fully recognize it's the thing that I will probably play regardless, but man, man, I didn't like Sword and Shield. Yeah. I didn't like. Most XY. people didn't.
0: I, I remember people really. Sword not and yeah, Shield has only twenty five uh, million copies. Th- th- a yeah. lot of people watch and and play things that they don't like. Yeah, yeah just you know, ask
1: me. Sword and Shield, Pokemon is is like, uh, it's like the Netflix stuff. Like the Gray Man is like the biggest right. movie in Netflix. I have not heard a single person talk about it, but I'm sure people watched it. And it's just, like, out of their heads. Uh, And I feel like Pokemon games, like, the mainline games are like that. Like, a lot of people play them. I don't know if a lot of people finish them outside of the hardcore fans. So there's, I think,
3: an interesting dynamic going on with Pokemon civically, where you basically have to be one of two extremes to actually talk about Pokemon. Mm. You either have to be someone that's like, look at this fucking tree. I can't believe how lazy these game developers are. We should send them death threats. Or you are the person who is like nothing is ever wrong with this game like maybe this maybe some nerds Mm -hmm. think quote-unquote game design matters (laughs) but i think that pikachu is really cute so this game is perfect Mm -hmm. and like what if there's like a middle ground of this game is bad i don't really give a shit the tree looks bad the problem is everything around the tree the environment itself looks real fucking, fucking terrible.
2: i hated that fucking tree
3: everyone hates the tree God. Yeah, I, That Actually, could have been a seed of wood. I
2: out. barely finished Sword and Shield. That was the last one for me. I'm out at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play X and Y, and I kind of liked it. Um, I played Sun and Moon. I didn't care for it very much. Um, and then Sword and Shield, I was like, all right, I'm done. Did like, you do RCS? No, and I know that's like, you know, that would be the one that would maybe restore my faith in the series, but then it's not like, That would be an indicator of like where it's going as a whole. So I feel like even if I did like it, I'd just be like, okay, well, that was fun. And I probably won't see another one of these in my lifetime. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Now I I wonder, like, I I genuinely wonder if that is not doing the thing that you want, but like doing a branch of it, which is the idea of like, it's Pokemon Legends Arceus. I wonder if going forward, they are going to have that split of like, hey, Legends will be where we try different things or or we're more open world and less linear. And then the other one is the other one.
3: Maybe it feels like they need an extra year to really like, yeah, get this thing going oh yeah that, that, that's the they actual have. thing but yeah. money
2: though yeah
3: yeah but money But See, like, it's, money it, it's too big a shit because mm-hmm. like yeah what if game freak does in their heart of hearts want to do an like really good pokemon game that will take an extra year or two to develop like there's toys that can be made there's you need to make a new sh- the guy the so
2: we can sell a, a thing of him sell yeah. plush of the new guy Yeah, Yeah. they're not selling the plushes of em on anymore. You need to make a new one.
3: (laughs) Mike, did you see that like the Spider Verse thing this week where that movie was originally supposed to come out this year? Yep. So like they had the action figures with the characters that they've not even announced or shown yet, like ready. Mm. So like the toy companies just
1: released the toys anyway, even though there's no movie to go alongside it yet. Yeah, because of logistics and stuff and and backlogs, they they just had to ship all that stuff anyway. I guess
2: I kind of forget that like
1: toys like i kind of forget that action
2: figures and stuff are still things because i'm kind of just like oh surely all like kids just have minecraft on their ipads now like no one plays with physical objects like they buy pokemon merchandise because they're cute and stuff but like no i guess they still sell you know you know walmart and stuff they still have toy aisles well Um, it's,
0: it's also like speaking of somebody who worked in a store where we sold toys it's it is pokemon it is yeah action figures sell to 80% to children and then a 20% to like ultra ultra hardcore adults who are going to spend $300 Mike Williams
1: god damn it (laughs) (laughs) Mike post your desk Oh, uh, the, the desk is actually clean. It's mostly on the bookshelf, but yeah, I, wow. I have a lot of Marvel, Marvel legends and DC McFarlane. But those are like Christmas the, the Christmas higher end legends. ones, right? Yeah. Like, those
2: are like yeah. the, the like fancy collector
1: toys for sophisticated adults. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not seeing that unless you're like a collector because like half of this stuff like is yeah. pre-orders or like if it right. is in the store. More hardcore people are already there and they've taken, like, the like, you know, they're like right. case hunters yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, like, like Imran talks about the you mentioned ship, and like, I, I've always talked about that in regards to like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. In, in that one, like, if you're at the head of like a brand that that's big, you the lane in which you can move is very thin because you can't go too far without pissing off the entire fan base. But then also you're working like many years ahead, like Assassin's Creed, like by time they're like, Oh, this thing is not working. They're already probably like another two games deep before they really know that, like before they can react to the audience.
3: Yeah. Which is another four
1: years or something like that.
3: I I forget where I read it, but it was like, there was that in Assassin's Creed four, they had a thing where after every mission, you could like put a rating on that mission. Yeah. So like everyone rated like the 15 tailing missions of that game, like one star. Mm-hmm. And I think they didn't actually have like that data for the design of the next game. Right. Until like Valhalla in like 2018, 2019.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's wow. so long. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was in like at, le- at least four, if not three,
3: like might've had the rating system.
0: Yeah, so three I remember being rotten with the with the tailing and the hiding stuff like
3: three might be the one I'm thinking of that has the problem with it like that had the rating system but like they did not from the beginning they did not have that data to pour over the early designs for like multiple games because it was just you where are you going to really put it because every other game was already in development right like we're we're probably at a point where Final Fantasy 17 and maybe 18 are already starting Right, somebody somewhere has a
0: design document that says, like, uh, "What if this one had blue hair?"
3: Yeah, like Kitase or Toriyama are probably like already working on that game.
1: Yeah, for yeah, sure. So, like, I that. like Pokemon is like, I, I don't think they're maybe as as deep. Uh, I do think there's a, a little bit of not laziness, but uh, they don't feel they can stretch too far. Right. Um, yeah. But also, I do think that they're probably like another two games beyond this, like maybe another legends, maybe the next mainline game after and whatever weird, you know, Pikachu's mysterious dungeon or whatever. Yeah. Game. I'm like, we're, we're still getting games
3: that I think are like superficially uh, influenced by breath of the wild.
1: Exactly. Without actually yeah. like
3: really understanding. Like I've had this talk about Sonic frontiers for a bit, but like this Scarlet and Violet also seemed to be that case of, hey, we kind of got what Breath of the Wild was going for, but really didn't understand it. And or, or we don't have time the,
0: or budget to, to implement it because they want yeah. three of these a year.
3: So like we're going to get like the Elden Ring influence games in like four years or like the Breath of the Wild 2 influence games in like four or five years. God, yeah. Uh,
0: I wonder what that'll even look like.
3: Yeah, who knows? But it, I don't know. I, Pokemon uh, Gen 4, that was Diamond Pearl. That one broke me. That was the mm. game that I was like, oh, f- I guess I'm out. And then 5, I just absolutely loved. And I loved 5 so much that like, I was willing to forgive X and Y for being wow. so bad. I, I was like, Sun and Moon was all right. And I'm like, good. I, I, I'll keep playing a little bit. Then Sword and Shield is really bad and didn't like Arceus. So now I'm just, I'm kind of like, I'm hyper fixating <laughs> on Scarlet and Violet. Because I want that game to be mm. the thing that makes me go, mm. oh, yeah, I actually do still love Pokemon. Yeah. I feel like Which is maybe unfair. I feel like when 5 came
2: out, I feel like they were intensely unpopular.
3: Yes. Um, those, those are the least popular Pokemon mainline games. Because
2: I was... I was... That was maybe the last Pokemon that I really highly anticipated. Hmm. Um, because I loved Gen 4. Like, because it was the first one I'd played in a long time. And there was so much there. And then five came out and it was like, Hey, you know, all your friends that you love your favorite guys. Uh, you can't use any of those until you get the, <laughs> until you that, get the national decks, which is a, was a good idea in retrospect. Um, Cause it forced you to use new guys, but I just hated yeah. most of the
3: new ones. Mm. That's exactly why I loved it though. Hey, because here's what, Garbador. What hap- who I, yes, love.
2: I love Garbador. He's so I great. I love
3: Garbador for the specific reason that that region is based on America. They're like, yeah. what's America like? I don't garbage, know. Garbage. Ice
2: cream. You know, ba- uh, fetuses, but, fuck, who knows?
3: But like there's a, there's a cave very early on in Diamond and Pearl where like you have to go through that cave multiple, multiple times to go through the to the next city and back and forth. Yeah. And that cave, the only two Pokemon in it are Geodude and Zubat. Hell yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yes. Why am I four generations in and I'm yes. still <laughs> like catching Geodude and Zubat? Yes, and that's like when it like, that's you. when like that, that like mirror cracking <laughs> sound happened in my head. Right, um, but, but they can't I, I get rid it. of them
1: because, right. because fans because Zubat would be like is too popular. Like,
3: Everyone
2: loves Zubat too much because because
3: <laughs> they did that in Gen Five and then people hated it. So now they're like, all right, fuck it. I guess it was just Geo Zubat. There's always the a
2: cave. There's always a Zubat. There's always a Geo Dude. There's
3: there, always yeah, a Moonstone.
2: Uh,
0: well, we can move on a second. The yeah. One thing. The one yeah. thing I will say. I, I just wanted to uh, mention. Like we talked about you know, Pokemon will never be dethroned. I don't know, like... Lemonade was a popular drink and it still is and so I think it like could continue to be really popular forever but I also think that there is stuff out there like you know Merritt I think you mentioned Minecraft and and but there's like you know Roblox and stuff like that like there are things out there that kids are probably playing now that are in 20 years going to be like the new Pokemon that we just don't even know because we're all old and washed and suck so
2: I don't know I go back and forth on that it's possible but also just like the ramp up of like corporate consolidation and stuff over the last like few decades. It's like, mm. it's yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible, but also just like, I think it's easier than ever for like a, you know, a company with like a, a legacy to continue that like hold on things. So we'll see.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What is the next store you want to hit? Imran.
3: Uh, let's talk about the KOTOR remake. Oh boy. So that was announced late last year i believe where uh during a state of play sony sony aired but like during a playstation state of play the there was a trailer for a playstation 5 exclusive remake of knights of the old republic the much-loved bioware star wars game uh coming to us from aspire who makes like they, they port older star wars games to modern consoles like they we've talked about i think recently the knights of the old republic 2 uh switch port that has, has like the the removed content mod coming as dlc and like they do jedi knight all that stuff basically if you were like if you were a kid in the late 90s mm-hmm. with a pc aspire is catering Did they to do, you uh Re- republic commando as well I believe that sounds they right. Did that or they're intending to do that. Mm. I mean, it's that definitely
0: out. came out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Th- but that, like, that's a thing. It feels they, like they in port- the
0: spirit of an Asp- Aspire, As- Aspire, yeah. Asp- Aspire. As- Aspire. It feels like if, if that's not a Republic Commando game, that is a, like the, or if that is not an Aspire game, the Republic Commando uh, re-release that they did, it is in the style of an Aspire mm. re-release because these games right. are like, it is just, what if that old game ran on new hardware and we rezzed everything up and did no other work to it right. whatsoever. And, and, and that's yeah.
1: that's the key part there is that Aspire is a porting house, kind of like, um, was it Virtuos? Virtuos? Something. Virtuos. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that, you know, they're decently good at taking old stuff and making it new. Not as good as, say, like Bluepoint, but like that's what they did. So it was kind of always surprising to me that they were the developer. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But uh, now we know why it doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> because
3: apparently, according to Schreier at Bloomberg, the uh, that initial trailer, completely fake. Uh, the vertical what? slice they showed Sony uh, and, I guess, uh, Disney was also what? more or less fake. Wow, I have not been following this too
2: closely. I just saw it was like, it was, you know, there was nothing delayed indefinitely.
3: Yeah, like it, it is... That they've also, because it's not moving fast enough, they thought it would be done somehow by the end of this year.
0: You they had are not- high on dust! What are you doing?
3: <laughs> they're on that spice. So, they got
2: Han Solo's just- supply. He dropped it to avoid getting picked up by <laughs> the huts or whatever the fuck, and they're, they picked it up themselves.
3: Like, it, it feels like a bunch of people who have never... Played video games to understand how video games work. We're like, oh yeah, this should be doing. Like you're just remaking a game, right? Like just, just make the numbers. Just tighten up the graphics on level three, just exactly. Up the graphics. Yeah. yeah. And so they fired two creative directors over the last six months because the game just is not shaping up the way they think it is, and now it's just completely on hold. Yeah. Because which means it's
0: dead, right? Like this yeah, is not yeah, going. I mean.
3: I think it's dead unless somebody like big intervenes, like Disney sees people were like, okay, people really seem
1: to so want this. So this is this is what I'm saying. Like you, you, you're EA, right? You look at Jedi Fallen Order. You're like, yeah. wow, that 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 really friggin' worked. Let's do a sequel. Let's keep. But you're also the EA, so you have access to Star Wars. You also still have BioWare how do you not look at like the response to even just a remake of Knights of the Old Republic and go hey maybe we should get in on that <laughs> i mean one i ea is such a
3: weird company these days yeah that i i i think they they got the first part of that right of hey Jedi Fallen Order did really well let's pursue that as single like and that's a good idea let's just keep pursuing single player games that are kind of prestige for us but I don't think they figured out the other half of that, which is what if we follow the market versus the market like trying to lead it somewhere. So I don't think one does BioWare that does the BioWare that made a good Nice of the Old Republic still exist? No, mm. no, it's a different team. I yeah, most of them are it's, gone. It's different teams, but like could they could the existing BioWare, the people who made Anthem, make a good one now? And I don't think that's necessarily a certainty. I mean so much
0: of what people love about like the that stuff from that era is like really good writing and presentation and like a very different like um exploration of a of a franchise that they loved and it's just like nothing about modern Bioware when when was the last time Bioware I guess it would Dragon Age Inquisition was the last game they put out that people were like, I love these characters in this writing. Like nothing about the combat in I mean it's fine. I think it, it plays perfectly fine even today, Kotor, but it's just like you go up and you click on a guy and your guy starts attacking that guy and then you press a yeah. button sometimes. Mostly people were in there for the romance options and like the weird shit about the force and, you know, conversations yeah. about like what it means to be a Jedi versus a Sith in this universe. And that was also people then... People
3: want to fuck a Star War. People want to fuck mm-hmm. a Star War.
0: And Obsidian came around like they used to do back then and mm-hmm. did it better in KOTOR
2: 2. <laughs> yep. Uh, actually, Also, why if does it, Microsoft da- do
3: it? Microsoft. That's what I was about to say. Like... If, if this deal like is not super Sony locked, I could see Microsoft being like, "Hey, we we have Obsidian, mm-hmm. yeah. Why don't we just take this over?" I'm
0: so curious about Obsidian as a company right now because they're working on like four games at the yeah.
2: moment. Yeah, there. What was that? Grounded There's a that? that weird RPG that like
3: two D hand drawn. Oh, oh, penitent. Penitent. Yeah. That's uh, Josh Sawyer's current project, which looks neat, but it doesn't seem like a super high lift. Friend of the show, right. Josh Sawyer. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I feel like 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 for all of the the issues with Microsoft as a whole, as a big company, um, Microsoft as the steward of these studios it just bought is more of like, hey man, just just make whatever. Like we'll yeah. we're, we're, we'll hope something hits, but if not, it's all on Game Pass. It doesn't fucking matter.
0: God. I think That is the actual thing is like Microsoft as they exist right now is just not concerned about hits. They're just not a hit driven company. They are a get shit out quickly. And so it can go on Game Pass and people can have and can look at the big number on Game Pass and see look at all these new games so they can run sizzle reels that say like all of these games are coming in the next 12 months to Game Pass and a lot of the games that come out on Game Pass are not great, actually, for
3: the most part. But um, a lot of the some AAA of games, hit, I would say, right, would be would be the things of like, yeah, this is fun. Because if you ever like, if you spend hundred fifty million dollars making a game, Microsoft's got to pay you a pretty penny to like put that on Game Pass, right? Mm.
1: It is one hundred percent the Netflix model. It is it is yeah. resulting in the same kind of content you see on Netflix it's the, which it's is something like, the
0: gray man of video games you right. know
1: <laughs> like you'll you'll get that stuff like that's the major stuff like that stuff is all just like eh, it's fine whatever i don't and then occasionally you'll get something that's interesting otherwise and usually it is build on that but you don't know
0: Usually it's, it's games like, I think, Imran, you were kind of alluding to, which is like the tunics of the world. Like I, yes. I, I don't I'm not as in love with tunic as a lot of other people have been. I haven't played enough of it yet, but I know that game was huge for a lot of people. And it was day and date with Game Pass. And that was like a big deal.
3: Yeah, I think Game Pass is great for that series of things that like tr- are straddles the line of double A AA and triple A. Like like a Yakuza, like Bandai Namco's weird their anime action titles. Like uh, what was the name of that thing? It's not Covain, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet, Scarlet Nexus. Nexus. Scarlet yeah. Nexus. That's it. Yeah, like those games live on Game Pass. Yeah. Then there's like the higher tier of things, like Elden Ring, which if it ever comes to Game Pass, will come like a year and a half later.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, but Kotor. Anyway, uh, do you know who
3: owns Aspire?
1: No. No.
2: Take a guess.
1: Are they Embracer? Are they They're Embracer embraced? Group, baby? They've been embraced. <laughs> They've been embraced. <laughs> oh,
2: they have risen as a member of the undead um it's funny how and no one else
3: that was that was last year oh wow like early last year
0: that feel like like if you had to put a gun to my head and say uh, and said tell me who owns your who bought aspire i would have said embracer
2: group i mean if you said embracer when someone asked you that question of any studio your (laughs) odds of being correct are like one in three so okay
3: (laughs) this is this is a slight digression but earlier today they they released the stuff on the AEW game and they said embracer is publishing it or thq nordic uh, is publishing it there was a in the trailer they use the old thq logo that was on like the wcw nwo revenge carts Uh and Uh it it feels like kind of gross in a way of like you're really leveraging something that does not really apply Mm -hmm. to you.
1: (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Even though they they do own it. (laughs) It's in
0: the game. Oh no. I I forgot about that.
1: I, I enjoy because the embracer model is so antithetical to what most of the rest of the industry does. They're just like, I mean, we'll put some resources into it, but, like we're making B titles of your favorite classic IPs, and so that's, that's all we're going to do like the,
3: the last five years. But like, presumably now that they own like two, our uh, Crystal Dynamics and the rest of Square's Castlevania, ah, oh, sex, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Like, presumably they are going to make some AAA games,
0: right? Like, Crystal Dynamics does not make like indie titles; they don't make double A little little um, Euro. RPGs they make products that are very
3: expensive and sometimes bad yeah but yeah like I could see them making a new Deus Ex like they have to shift into a phase because they've purchased enough studios now that they have to shift to a phase now where they make bigger games right and like I I think Saints Row is maybe the the start of that for them because they're spending a ton of money on that game's marketing in a way that
0: wait (laughs) deep silver is embraced Oh yeah. yeah, I missed that. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: that was a while ago. So so, Embracer got, picked got. up all of the cock, gosh, cock whatever media, cock media, coke, coke yeah. media, yeah. Yeah. yeah, coke media uh, pro- properties. So yeah, they they that was when they picked up a lot of the stuff, like all huh. of that THQ side. They picked up pretty much all of that stuff.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's anything that was former THQ that is now no longer Embracer. Huh. Interesting. So. They own it all. Good for them. Congratulations, Embracer! You you weirded me out.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Kotor remake. Anybody sad about this? Anybody want to see this picked up somewhere else? It didn't exist, yeah. so whatever. Like,
1: just, like, it's like, like
2: <laughs> but one of the big things. Like, so that game was just like such a combination of we hadn't really seen a lot of Star Wars games like that at the time that weren't set right. during the like Battle of Yavin original trilogy era. Um, just we certainly hadn't run. seen a lot of characters or a lot of games where you were creating a new character who you could sort of like direct. The I mean, they existed, but they're just, it was not nearly as common. And also that it's sort of like the first modern Bioware game. Yeah. And so it had that novelty to it as well. And it's a great game. I, I loved that game when I first played it on my Crystal Pepsi Xbox or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... The- it's, like, going back to it now would probably... I mean, you would have to make some significant, like, mechanical overhauls for it to be enjoyable given, like, what people expect at this point, I think. And, like, I don't i don't know. I feel like just... The original is still basically fine. <laughs> like, I don't know that this needed a remake. Like, I was, like, kind of like, oh, that could be cool. But also, 2 was always the better game.
1: And also, mm-hmm. any remake, like, any changes that they would make, like, people would... Like flip their shit over, yeah. it. like if they unless they the just combat. deleted
2: Karth, that would be fine. We've <laughs> Carth we've O'Nasty. removed Karth from the game. All scenes that he would have talked in, it's just like it sits on a blank screen, like a just yeah. background. Yeah, we've digitally replaced Karth with an Ewok.
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, the, the the Last of Us remake video like came out and people were like, "Uh, oh, they didn't change enough of the combat." It's like, well, yeah, because if they change the combat to match last of us part two, like they'd have to redesign the environments. Like, like a, an actual remake takes so much more work. Like you're just <laughs> making another game. That's essentially. Why, that's why the, this
0: claim that like, yeah, it's going to be out this year from the, from the uh, executives at, at Aspire saying that that was going to happen, that that was ever on the table as something that somebody thought was possible, a full remake, because this wasn't like an HD remaster. This was, because that already exists. You can already yeah. play HD versions of KOTOR on your phone and a bunch of other stuff. So they were like talking about a Bluepoint style game, which is not something that this studio has ever done. All they've done are those like sort of really, really middle of the road uh, upres uh to get them working on modern hardware. And so the- this is not only a massive undertaking of a project, It's a massive undertaking of a project for a a team that is not, to my knowledge, equipped to do that sort of thing, especially not in like the whatever six months or whatever that they said it was going to take. That is, to me, the funniest part of this whole story, that that that, that was a line in this uh, article.
3: It continues the important Sony tradition of every generation. They have to like... Advertise some game at a press conference or show or whatever that has no chance of ever coming.
1: Right, out. it's the dark sector of this generation. Uh, or and there were yeah. two. I'd like, was Eclipse also at that one that the Kotor remake was announced? Oh, I don't remember what. Is, what has happened to Eclipse? Oh, uh, Eclipse is the is the Quantic Dream game, and apparently oh, yeah. they can't. Right. No, that was yeah. Game Awards. Okay, was so game I was Awards. wondering if they were both announced the same. And so that's the other Star Wars game that is almost certainly. Not going anywhere because of different issues.
3: Right. I think Disney went on a drunken bender of disapproving whatever anyone wanted to do. And now it's the next morning being like, What what did we
0: who's David Qu-quantic Cage? Wanted Dream? Okay, let me just Google David Cage real quick. Oh no.
3: We are still the top search result for that thing. <laughs> Cause I check the news the numbers every so often. It's like, wow, another thousand hits for that same David Cage article again. Like, people are really interested in finding out that he called Give our, all his female character horse. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. S- seems like a great company over there. Everything is going well. What's the next story?
3: Uh, okay, let's... The, the rest of these are somewhat lighter, or not lighter, Um, lower-lift ones. Okay. Uh, Yakuza 8. We saw some images off-screen of that thing, because for some reason, Famitsu and an MMA fighter got went through the studio and they just started taking pictures of stuff that was on screens. oh
0: hell yes perfect great i love it i'm watching yeah. this i'm watching this now it's a little bit tough to find because it's a 17 minute video and you have to scrub through because it's mostly interviews but yeah they're just like pointing their phone <laughs> at like uh developers uh thing as they're like moving mouths they're dog mouthing if, if anybody yeah. remembers that
3: they they really need this thing to hit Because this is the first RGG Studio game after Nagoshi and a lot of the other team left. Yeah, right. He's at NetEase now? Yes, he's he's doing a new
1: studio at NetEase.
3: Yes, which is almost certainly going to make games that are like Yakuza, so they're going to have probably direct competition.
1: Are they going to finally do uh, Triad? This is what I'm hoping. Like, Come on, expand beyond (laughs) Japan. You can do it.
2: Sleeping Dogs to you know, do, do Rise of the Triad, do a remake of Rise of the Triad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it's like that thing where, so w- when a a famous developer leaves their studio, it was like, oh, they're gonna make a new version of the thing we love, and then they just make something from like way back, like when uh, Yu Suzuki made that that shooter on Apple Arcade that yeah. everyone left the trailer Space Har- Harrier oh. game. Yes, but like it'd be funny if he does that, but just like, it's a new monkey ball, essentially. <laughs> what, if, like, what if, what if he's like, I finally
2: to- get to make my dream game and it's the, it's, um, one ball in Wonderland. <laughs> oh my
3: God. <laughs> oh God. That thi- you, Yuji Naka has been going on a social media here that as a, as a news person, I love, but it's so funny. Cause one, he's saying, th- he is saying some things that are provably false. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, like, like he's saying like oh so the famous story of Sonic Extreme where they the American developers used the Knights engine for the boss fights and apparently he put a kibosh on it after he saw that he he denies that ever happened but like four other people have been like no that's exactly how it went like I don't know what the fuck Eugene <sighs> is talking about He's out there like he's also out there like talking about
0: oh they t- they took Michael Jackson's music out of sonic yes. and people are like wait what that that was never that was always a rumor but that was never like something confirmed
3: yeah like it's funny that he gives no fucks but also <laughs> i'm not positive all the things he's saying yeah. are true
0: right well i think that i think there, there was actually like a, a youtube documentary from like the early days of youtube like like before youtube documentaries were a thing it's like literally from like 2006 or 2005 or something like that where the guy who supposedly did make that music was like, like just straight up says like, yeah, Michael Jackson came into the studio and kind of gave his blessing on some stuff, but I mostly wrote a bunch of the music and i just like, I asked, is it okay if this music sounds like this? Cause it kind of sounds like some of your stuff. And Michael Jackson was like, yeah, sure. And so mm-hmm. that's mostly what it was, but like yeah. that part of the story just never really took on traction. It's like the ET cartridges in the desert thing where it's just like people knew for a very, very long time. Yes, that's it, This is how it went. But then, like, enough time passed and enough people just chose not to look for the truth as it existed, I guess, and decided that it was a mystery.
3: Mm. Yeah. Did you know you can't find that episode of The Simpsons anymore? Like, on Disney Plus? Yeah. It's the the one episode that you can't watch. The Michael Jackson one? Oh, right. Yeah. Where he was, like, the guy thought he was Michael Jackson, but it was actually Michael Jackson playing it. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like,
2: I think it's fine to remove things without any note about why they did that and pretend yeah, they right. don't exist. I think it's good to do that, and we should all do that. Strive to do that with all of our errors and past <laughs> that we prefer not to think about. Um, I like that episode. It's the problem. Yeah, no, it's it is good. I was yeah. Yeah. Um. That's.
3: Yeah, Yakuza 8. Wow. Yakuza 8, wow. Yakuza
1: 8, I feel like... I'm a Yakuza
0: fan.
3: Yakuza 7, I I'll think is... I'll get into it one when, day. When, when I talk about the games that like learn from Breath of the Wild, I feel like Yakuza 7 is actually one of those. Mm. Not because it takes from Breath of the Wild, but it thinks like, okay, how do we reinvent our series? Wait, when did right.
2: Yakuza 7
3: come
1: out? It's like a dragon. 7 was like a dragon. Yeah, the Oh, RPG okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: okay. So this one is probably also going to have a subtitle that's not uh, in the West of... Cause I was the first Yakuza second there I was like,
2: how do we get to eight? <laughs>
3: like, <that laughs> well, we, like the funny lot.
0: thing is, if you if you there's count more, like the yeah. spinoffs, there's way more than than eight. Kuhani, the
2: remakes.
3: There's two PSP games we don't talk about.
0: There are two <sighs> games are that still are still like,
1: asking for Kenzan.
0: Yeah, those two yes. Kenzon and uh, Ishin? Ishin Ishin. Yeah, which are the Yakuza games that are set in like feudal japan but it oh, use yakuza right. characters but yeah. also crucially aren't sequels to one another it's like one is set in like the year 800 and one is set in the year 1200 and they still use the same they use the same character models but they're playing completely different characters in largely different settings which is very weird yeah no
2: it's i i love that i think that's great it's great um, it's that's like the tezuka model of just like hey i invented some fake some characters, and I'm going to treat them like actors, and just put them in all my stuff. Yeah, playing sure. different guys, but they just always look the same.
1: <laughs> I think I think for for the U S. probably they should do it like keep the Leica like a you know like the Spider-Man home films oh. like so so Yakuza like a tiger or Yakuza like sure. a yeah
2: he's a fish the the
0: main
1: like guy a fish
3: yeah.
2: Doesn't have quite yeah, a, a lot of it, doesn't like, sound great. Like, like a, a, like a dragonfish. Like yeah, a he is like a dragonfish tattoo. Wet and wriggling uh-huh. guy that Gollum's gonna take a big chomp out of.
0: No, that Gollum game got delayed, so it's fine.
2: <sighs> no!
1: <laughs> no one <laughs> asked for that game. That's oh my the God. only game
2: that I want. I only wanna play the golem game. Uh, uh, they, But we do have uh, some details on Crisis Core. We yeah, do. we do. Do we want to Ma- talk about mostly that? Mostly
3: the, the major thing from that is that they, despite what they were saying earlier, they promised they're not changing the story. Is which, that like,
2: oh, because they changed with, with Final Fantasy with, VII? Yeah.
3: Yeah, people. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake kind of needs Crisis Cora's context. Mm. Otherwise, the end of that first game makes zero sense for anybody. I see. But, like, once they announce Crisis Core as a remake, People were kind of going, okay, are they changing the story of that at all? Because then once you change that, then remake doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. Yeah, and and, and I I think the funny part for me is that when you look at this sort of line of stuff, like Nomura in his little corner of the company has just made this weird batshit mythology that all goes together. Uh And no one has been able to stop him to the point that you're just like, wait... Does remake maybe potentially reference Kingdom Hearts? I don't know <laughs> what. The No More Verse. right? Yeah. and it's very More a cinematic universe. Well, and,
0: and nobody's had to contend with it the, with the weird shit that happens in Crisis Core because it was a PSP game that was only released on UMD. It was never re released digitally because uh, of like music issues. So yeah. most people have n- That's not only Zach, right, Zach, no, not yeah. Zach.
2: Oh, it is that. Yes. yeah. Okay.
0: It's the story of Zach, who's a character in seven who's in
2: flashbacks. Um, yes, and it's basically his yeah. origin story. Right. Okay. I get him it's confused also, like with the d- long hair man. Cause I never played seven. Mm. Sephiroth. Is Vincent. that you're confusing?
0: Vincent. Okay. Ah,
3: yes. Vincent has his own spin off. Of That's Everest. why I get them confused. Yeah. With Gact in it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, no, cool. I had that, that was actually more. final fantasy but eight,
2: Mike, that Gact was in. <laughs> he's the
0: main no, character we're
3: ahead of thing for gack
0: let's all find a final fantasy game that doesn't have gacked in it uh, final fantasy some of them came up with with
1: before he was born guns. problems oh, that's, right. that's true he was a big character in crisis core to he's the villain yeah. crisis Core. he wow. eats zach's hair
2: and is like Sorry? and and zach is like that
3: guy just yeah. ate my hair yeah to, to steal zach's power it's because it's in his oh
2: hair. he's like a, a samson
0: He's like eating his genetic material or something like that to like take into himself or something like that. And then he's like he's he's being held. Zach is being held down on the ground on a bridge by like two soldiers. And then Gact comes up, pulls some of his hair out and then eats it. And then his soldiers pull out some of Zach's hair and eat it, too. And Zach is like,
3: what the fuck is going on? We need to. I I, hope the remake. I don't like this. I hope (laughs) the remake shows it with different because you can't pull out someone's hair and their hair not look different. I mean, uh, it should be. doesn't have to be, like, a lot. Oh, uh, <laughs> well,
0: how much, yeah, how much hair is he pulling out?
3: I don't, I mean... I mean, Zach has a, a lot of hair. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, he's got that also, eating lush, hair up, like, thick anime hair. He does, Like, yeah. you can't just eat hair. You have to wash it down. I mean, can we not talk about eating hair anymore? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if we talked about another story on this list?
3: Uh, Forspoken has been delayed. Again. Again, again. <laughs> Shock. Which they imply not their fault in a way that I've never seen a, thir- a company be like, yeah, Sony's kind of telling us not to do it. Huh? Like they, they say, so it has been delayed from what was intended to be October, which is just a month from now to January. And they, their actual delay reason was like the game is done. We're polishing it a bit cause we have time to polish it. Mm-hmm. But in speaking with our partners, of which there is only, only one. one. <laughs> <laughs> the, we've decided we need we need to move this game out of this
1: holiday window. Huh. So Sony needs a game for that window. And right. They got so, they got so, yeah. God of War already for this holiday. Right. And like, I th- yeah.
3: Yeah. I think the reasoning is if you release it in October, it's gonna get run over by The Last of Us. Like right. Yeah. The Last of Us, and then God of War right after that. Right. So you 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 can release it. It just, we're not going to give you that much marketing money for it.
1: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you move it to quarter one, 2023, we don't have anything there. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll be nice to you.
0: We'll put some more oomph behind the game that we don't own when we don't have games that we do own. Cause yeah, those are, those are first, that's the thing about Sony. Sony puts out Sony video games and Mm. I guess if you're making an exclusive with them, you have to consider that.
3: But also like, I don't think, I think part of that reasoning is, Nobody cares about Forspoken. Mm. They've not gotten a single person to be like, hell yeah, I'm so excited for Forspoken. I think the most anyone thinks about Forspoken is, oh yeah, that game, huh? Yeah, Isekai like
1: RPG. Yeah, I mean like I'll I'll try it, but like Yeah. I I don't really even fully like it's open world action-y, I don't really know what the game is. Yeah. It's just I I was at a preview and I know what it
3: is. I just it's not that interesting so far. Like they've not shown what the hook for that game would right. be besides you can combine spells and dash around, right. which are neat things, but not enough for me to drop $70. Yeah. on. A I could do that
2: game. in fable three.
3: So, right. I mean, straight <laughs> up fable three and solve kingdom issues or whatever. The yeah. Fuck
2: that and yeah. And you know, throw children into a furnace to power my war machine or whatever. Yeah. But, but there's like, you know, there are games
0: like that, especially on Sony consoles. There are third-person action games where you run around and do different things. Like, and some of those have bigger hooks than others. I think for for some people, not necessarily for me, the the hook in The Last of Us is the story and those characters. Um, Spider Man is the more obvious example that leaps to mind, though, because it's like the the hook in that game is that that swinging
2: feels you really are fucking Spider Man, fucking Spider Man, and, <laughs> yeah. and like. And not crucially, is, though, you are not fucking Spider Man. That's they don't oh. put those on
1: the console, but, um, <laughs> um, not yet. But those are just yeah, Spider Man's coming whatever. to PC, so maybe you will. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Oh, oh my
3: god, no, they're gonna do th-
2: no, they're gonna do Spider Man Elsa Dentist in HD. <laughs> no, 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 cr- no, crucially, no. with
0: a guy who doesn't look like Tom Holland, <sighs> we didn't change the, his face to look more like Tom Holland. That just the fact that he looks like Tom Holland has a it's just a total coincidence.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. wild they got away with that. That's so <laughs> I just being weird. like, I don't know. We're just, we're doing it. Don't ask questions. And everyone's like, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's, so it's like you bizarre. see his
1: face um, most of the time. The, That's the, true. The big problem with Forspoken is, is Final Fantasy 15. I, I know some of, some people enjoy that game. For me, it plays terribly. Yeah. The only good thing is the story. And even that was like half finished when it first came out. But like, Forspoken seems to be a lot of the same foundation as the mm-hmm. gameplay of Final Fantasy XV, and I mm. did not like that. So I, I I just don't know why they carried it forward into its own game. The,
0: the thing I liked about, the, the thing that to me is sort of tragic about Final Fantasy XV is like the first five hours of XV have that really, I think, a really interesting hook, like a really interesting concept of these guys who are just on the road together and need to pick up odd jobs and to make money to buy food and go camping and stuff. And if you have, if you go out on monster hunts for, for locals and if you have good, f- like if you did a good job monster hunting that day, you can stay in a hotel and you get better buffs for the next day. And then you can go out and hunt bigger and badder monsters. Or if you didn't make much money that day, you have to camp out in the fucking woods and eat chicken noodle soup and stuff like that. And you don't get as good of buffs. And that sort of idea of like, um video game version of like Trigun or something like that, where it's just like, you know, serialized or or non-serialized, whatever it is, episodic um road trip adventure story uh set in a fantasy world is like really cool to me. But yes, also the combat system is not good.
3: Yeah. I'm I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. It looked fun from like what they've shown so far, but like it's that line of this looks fun, I bet I would enjoy it while I'm playing it, versus how do I get motivated enough to pick this up in the first place? Yeah. And I think Forspoken rides that line exactly to the point where I don't know... Like, if they send me code, I will play it. Yeah. Beyond yeah. that, I'm not sure what would motivate me to do so. For sure.
0: I'm interested, but yeah, I'm there. like you said, there's no hook for me yeah. Uh Do we have anything else? Or are we...
3: We're pretty much. I think that's we can we can skip the near church thing. We have stories on the site. We have a thanks for the knowledge uh, about it. Last, are you week.
0: sure? Can we, like the near church thing was was pretty wild. We've been going for a little while, and I know people probably have stuff to do, but I just want to say that you if you, if if we are skipping it, we should tell people. Yeah, you should go to fanbyte.com dot com news section and go read the near automata church story.
1: Yeah, like-
2: also last week. Hey, TFPK. also, um, live of Life came out this month, I and was uh, you should. I, I feel like I'm never this person who's like, you got to support it so they know. But like, <laughs> you got to support it so they know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, we can talk I'm about good, Live Alive. And
3: We have not talked about uh, Live Alive yet. I'll talk I, about Live Alive. I've yeah,
2: not played it. I, I'm like a little ways in. Um, I think I'm wrapping up my fourth uh, story. I've only played a little of the original. I tried to play it a few years ago with a translation patch. Um, but it's as wild that this game got a remake considering it it never was never released in the u.s and like wasn't popular in japan yeah. uh it, it looked real bad like it was oh yeah no it like, the, like the FF4. sprites were really tiny um yeah. the battle sprites were like okay but um yeah but most of the game yeah it didn't look great very weird concept that sort of didn't fit into the mold of what an RPG looks like at the time because you're shifting around between these different characters. In many ways, just like a prototype or like testing ground for the ideas that would then find their full expression in games like Chrono Trigger. Um, But really neat. And the way I described it, I think on uh, Channel F recently, was like, it's basically a collection of short stories that uses the RPG, like the JRPG format as like a way of telling them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also it gets like very, very weird at the end because like yes. so minor spoilers, I guess once you finish the first seven stories, you get an eighth story. Ooh. Once you finish that, then all of those characters come together for one giant party kind of, except it's more like the fate of the universe and shit during which, uh, you can choose to play as the villains and just be like, "What? fuck
3: all yeah. of y'all. It-, it gives you the option of every single character, including the, villain? including the character who turns out to be the villain. Um and uh and if you do if you do that one, it's his his ending is just like, all right, I'm just gonna do the evil things. I I'm gonna to do the evil do things,
2: and, and then also, like I guess further minor spoilers, um if you're in that like last chapter and you're the villain, uh the flea command in because you can skip a lot of the battles in this game. And like yeah. I mentioned on channel F, you can skip some story battles and it has story consequences, which is really cool. Um, it changes the flea command to um, like apocalypse or Armageddon or something. And it's just like, basically you just like press the, like destroy the universe button. And that's the ending you get because you're just like, Oh, I'm losing. No, that's it. Everyone dies. Um, so it's just kind of cool. And like, there's a bunch of like Enix and square RPGs from the nineties that have never been officially released. And more and more of them are getting translation patches, which is really cool. But, uh, like treasure of the Rudra's is one that comes to mind where you're like creating spells by combining syllables, um, to like like oh this syllable means a fire attack and this one means like attack all enemies and this one means does more damage and like you create a spell like that, um, and uh, it would be really cool if more of those games got adapted in this in this kind of way. I think. So yeah, yeah. if you like yeah. this kind of thing, I would say check it out.
3: I have I have a. St- currently stalled article just sitting in the cms right now of like if you like chrono trigger or you like games like
1: undertale you can see their oh, bones exactly. I, and, and the i was live about alive. to say so live alive is designed by nobuyuki inoue who also directed mother three so mm. this is this is you know, yeah a yeah. lot of as like, close as you can get
3: yeah it's like takashi tokida is the director of most of the scenarios in yep. this game and the writer of the game and like he directed chrono trigger yeah so yeah, like like I said, kind of a
2: testing ground for a lot of the stuff that would go on to like, define really big RPGs in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, I and, really want to play this.
1: And, and I, I think part, part of the, the benefit context always matters uh, for game releases, any sort of release. And I think the fact that this is like a 30-hour quirky RPG coming out like now really helps it in a way that when it came out did not, it was just another also Ram. Totally. Yeah.
2: Cause yeah, I was competing like, with it, like what, like final fantasy three or four or something at that point.
3: It was a year before Corona sugar. So I would have put it around FF six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, and I remember at the time, like I do, don't remember, I read up at the time that a lot of the people, reasons people in Japan didn't like it was, that it was too short right. for an RPG. Yeah. Because everyone thought at that time RPGs, to warrant the cost of the uh, the buying the game, it should be 70 to 80 hours long and have like an epic story that ends with you killing God. Mm-hmm. And Live Alive doesn't do that. Live Alive is like a fairly short, like, it is an anthological vignette based thing that uh, they added some new content in this, this version that I think is very interesting because it feels like it's actually, this game influenced Undertale very mm. clearly influenced Undertale but i think the new content is actually influenced by undertale in turn. oh interesting yeah. so like i it's it's a weird ouroboros of different rpg tropes that even at the time this game was trying to subvert tropes and now 30 years later it feels like those tropes are back again and it's trying to subvert yeah, them and, in a different way
1: and if you wanted the weird game at this time so this would have been final fantasy VI, it would have been romancing saga 2 would was essentially yeah. the weird rpg but bigger than this at the time. So it's one of those, like in the context of when it released, it was like, ah, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now like when every game out there is a live service or a hundred hours, you're just like, wait, you only want like 25 hours from me. Yeah. I got a live, a live service. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: well, that's awesome. Like, I mean, this is a situation where I know we kind of spoiled some like thematic stuff that goes on, but like, I've been like, oh yeah, this is this that's something I should I should check out for a little while now. But like now, because people have been dancing around it, everybody keeps talking about how like cool and interesting it is. But like, people have mostly danced around like w- what is actually cool and interesting about it. And the more I hear, especially hearing now you talk about it twice, merit on both Channel F and this, like I'm. I'm getting this game. I'm going to pick it up. I'm bummed to, I was going to buy it on Steam while we were having this conversation, but it, I guess it's only on Switch. right? It now, is only so. on Switch it,
2: right now, yeah.
3: It'll almost certainly get ported yeah. one day. Yeah. Like, I think Octopath was a year later, two years later, but, like, the, it's one of those things where you see the UI and you see, like, it has mm-hmm. graphical interpretations of the buttons. Like, yeah, that's a generic button. placement. Like, that, that's <laughs> yeah. a thing that they know they're going to replace that button graphic at some point. But, um, gotcha. but yeah, you know what?
2: Like, come on, do this. Maybe we'll get, uh, I don't know, Bahama Lagoon or like, uh, uh, Energy Breaker or, uh-huh. um, all the classics, all the classic <laughs> RPGs that nobody knows of a dark half,
3: you know, dark half. Yeah. The Stephen King novel. It's great. <laughs> You know what I would love? And this is unlikely they will do this at least for another couple of years. But if they start remaking stuff in the PS1 era again, yes. I would really be... I want to see Tobal number one and two. Tobal! Oh. oh my god, Tobal? With that fucking weird story mode? We never got two in America, nope. and two is the the good one. Two is the one they're like, okay, we kind of get th- what this dungeon mode should be.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, since we got... Uh, in way, uh, Magical Vacation and Magical oh Star God. Sign are oh. two RPGs that he directed for oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Did they not come out in Europe? N- Vacation well, was never localized.
3: Um,
2: we got Star Sign on the DS because I started playing Vacation uh, via a translation patch that came out a few years ago. Uh, I didn't get that far in it, but it's a really bizarre game. Mm. Um, it's like kind of like a Harry Potter sort of thing of like magical school. But then, like, oh, what if the school was trying to sacrifice all the students for, like, to do a war effort or something? And also, instead of, like, elves and orcs and stuff, there's, like, puppets and, like, like, acorns are, like, one of the, like, fantastical races. (laughs) It's very weird. But, like, it has a very cool battle system, too, where, like, you're basically, you get your MP back constantly. So you're, like, encouraged to use spells all the time. Um, And, uh Yeah, that would be great. I would love
1: Yeah, because I feel like uh, Miyamoto kicked in for that game at the time. I Mm. I think maybe just producing, but even producing like Miyamoto came down. It was Nintendo published, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And he
3: tends to get involved (laughs) in those games.
0: See, I'm so basic because I'm like, I don't really know or I I just I just literally don't know about like a lot of the games that never got localized.
3: Yeah, those
2: uh, those games were Brownie Brown, um, which is now one up. Um and they, yeah, I think they got like bought or whatever taken over by Nintendo like ten
3: I be- years ago or something. Yeah, I believe Nintendo owns them. They they also made Mother Three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bring it back Brave Fencer Musashi. <laughs> this is all I'm asking for. Well, no, I also want a Hander.
1: Why?
0: Brave Fencer, Fencer Musashi is
1: terrible. What are you on? <laughs> it's terrible. We <laughs> work for only Aspire. Bought that
2: all right. Fantasy. The Life. Well, we can all agree, though, that Fantasy Life is a perfect game. And um, then that, that mobile it version is- of it is probably not very good. And we just need it's. I know it's only 10 years old, but it's on the 3DS. And it's like no one has a 3DS anymore. Mm. So just just make Fantasy Life 2 on the Switch. Fanta- the 3DSs you. are also like mad expensive now.
0: It's hard to get them out there.
3: If you If you get a. A 2DS. If, if you oh, don't sure. care about the 3D feature, those things are actually pretty good. Mm.
0: Yeah, but I want the thing that can play all the ga- I want a machine that allows me to play Super Mario 3D Land.
3: <laughs> I mean, you can still play 3D Land. Because they had to make every game like yeah. n- playable without 3D, because they... Because they're like, this will they, warp they,
2: kids' yeah. eyes. It'll turn their eyes square. You're yeah. not supposed to the, the, do the it if you're, you're under were, 12 or
3: whatever. The warning they gave that pretty much killed that thing was, hey, kids shouldn't play this. And everyone was like, OK. There
0: were <laughs> puzzles in 3D Land where it's like you would be looking at a diorama or something like yeah, that. They're
3: easier, but not. Like- yeah, but it,
0: but but it's, it's, it, that's the that's the full experience. That's what I want. Yeah, well, I don't want a machine that can't get me the full experience on everything. What am I doing? Hmm. <laughs> I have to get a HTC Vive or a Valve Index or whatever the fuck mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. for a thousand dollars and not just an Oculus Quest because I need the full features. What if what
3: if it can't do all of the stuff? I mean, just wait a couple of months. I'm sure the Oculus Quest will be a thousand dollars anyway.
0: That's a good. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that they're raising the price. What a weird thing. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably dip on out of here. This has uh, been going for a little while now. Anyway. We can, uh, move on and, uh, call it for another episode of 99 Potions, the premier fanbite RPG podcast.
3: Yeah. I don't know who's gonna be on next week, but I think we're talking Xenoblade. Yeah. Xeno something. I think we will be
0: talking about Xeno stuff. Uh I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles one definitive edition, not three, which, which would be smarter to do, but I wanted to beat one and maybe two and maybe that DLC. We'll see. Before I go into Xenoblade Chronicles three. Uh so I'm nearly done with Xenoblade. So I got I got some Xeno thoughts. I've never played Xeno Saga.
1: Well, well,
3: theoretically John will be back for that. And right. John will talk us talk our ears off about Xenoside. He'll uh, tell Zenosaga me about Cosmos. So cosmos. So- cosmos?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be Cosmos. It's- I always thought it was Cosmos. I
3: always thought it was Cosmos too, and like, even though I
1: realized Cosmos is what the intention was, <laughs> it doesn't look like that. No. That's true. It does. It's, it's like K-O-S-Dash-M-O-S. Well, the reason
0: I actually uh, I say it cosmos is because um, during when G4 TV was around, they uh, did a couple of years where they did like uh, like proto Jeff Keighley, Keely Award types things like video game awards shows with like live audiences and stuff. They had Wilmer Valderrama host one year. Um, and they had like a best uh, new character category or something like that. And Cosmos was one of the things. So like they would show the characters on screen um, and uh, the narrator or, or whatever would go like Cosmos or whatever for each different character that came on. And that's how they said it. And that's how it's always been in my head, because that's literally the only Thing I've ever heard or seen of Xenosaga. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, you are actually like correct. It's it's just one of those things like Titus or Tetis. It's oh. it's it's fine. There, there, there's a dub in the game. Like Xenosaga actually had voice acting, so you're correct. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I, I think like Tetis is supposed to be correct, but I refuse. That's what they say in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah,
3: is Titus. No. Yeah, it is.
1: No, I will not let it slide.
3: We'll find out the inevitable Final Fantasy X-3. Hey,
0: Imran. Hey, Niriam. It's just me and you here today.
3: It is just us.
0: I mean, we've got guests on this episode, but it's not really like, you know, we the, the 99 potions people are are normally four, not yeah. two.
3: we We've moved to the corner of the room away from our guests so we can talk privately.
0: Right, yeah. Um. They don't know that I'm still recording this WAV.
3: That, that's what like my shirt name. says.
0: They don't know that I'm recording this web. Wow. <laughs> they don't know that I'm wearing a wire. <laughs> it would be a great shirt. Okay, write that down. And while you're writing that down, you can also write down our social handles, which are, uh, for me, at MiriamStrom on Twitter. Where can people find you, Imran? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ImranZOMG. Uh, you can find our producer, Paul, at Polymeo on Twitter. And you can also find uh, John, our uh, wonderful boss, over on Twitter at Floppy Adult. Imran, I'll let you take care of our co host, Natalie's.
3: Uh, you can find the incredibly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bullyish? bullish,
0: Bullyish, Bully-ish
3: mm-hmm. Natalie Flores at, on Twitter at Hardemisia
0: kind of a bull market bear market situation yeah but
3: she is both bull and bear
0: yeah and that she will just kill you she believes in the right to bear arms against you specifically right and that's about it. That's going to be our social for this week. Uh, you can also, if you want to, you know, more generally uh, hang out with uh, different people who love this show and uh, like to talk about it, you can go over to Casa, the Discord community for fanbite in general, which has 99 potions. Discord channel under the fanbite podcasts category it looks here. Yeah. There's a picture of. Uh, Virian from Fire Emblem that somebody has just posted, sitting in a chair drinking tea, who I thought was Francisca von Karma from um, Ace Attorney for a minute. They're very similar. They are very, and like, that's the fucked up thing, is I'm realizing how similar those characters are, and I have to go home and rethink my life.
3: Mm. But go there, tell us what you like about the podcast, tell us what you don't like. Uh, It better only be things you like, otherwise you will be asked to leave politely. I
0: mean, Natalie is in there. She can see all of your stuff. So, you know, we won't ask you to leave, but, you know, we can't control Natalie either. We can't be held responsible for what she does.
3: No one has ever controlled Natalie.
0: No, no, God, no, Jesus. Um, We've tried. Many have have tried. (laughs) Many died. And what we say is, let's go on over to the bar, grab ourselves a nice tall glass of motion, turn towards each other, and give it a nice